if i if i talk about um, making the decision of even building something from scratch and not using what is already uh, there in the ecosystem uh, may sound like very naive at first but actually like we have done a lot of thinking and internal debate about it before um, building all these things you're listening to good code podcast and i'm your host shivam in this podcast we talk to experienced developers about the art and science of writing good code and everything around building and maintaining software. Good Code Podcast is supported by DeepSource, which is an automated code review tool that helps developers write better code. Check it out at deepsource.io. Hey everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of Good Code Podcast. My name is Shivam and I'm the senior software engineer at DeepSource. Today we are talking to Harminder, the author and maintainer of Adonis.js, a fully-fetched web framework for Node.js. He has been building Adonis.js for over six years now, and slowly and steadily has taken Adonis to over 10,000 stars and over 50,000 contributors across the globe, and made it one of the leading frameworks in the Node.js ecosystem. Welcome, Harbinder. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, tell us something about yourself. Uh, where did you grow up? How did you venture into programming and free software in general? Yeah, sure. So, you know, like as you mentioned, my name is Harbinder. I live in uh, India, and uh, I live in a city called Faridabad. And uh, how I got into programming is a is a very long story. I was not into computers at all in the school or even you know like after the school. In fact, uh, in my childhood, that's '90s. Having a computer at, at home was a luxury, so we didn't have one. And uh, even like my first job was at a call center because around like 2007 and eight, call centers were like. Uh, on their peak in India, so so I worked there for for a couple of years. When like I was in the call center, I found that uh, if I you know like learn a different language apart from English, let's say uh, whether it's French or German, I can make like three x of the salary I'm making right now. So I so I took a break from my job and I decided to learn French. And uh, when I joined my friend's school over there with with a couple of friends, we got this idea to build an uh, in-house social network for for our friend's school. Basically, it will be it will be completely in French. It will help us make friends and also learn French. So uh, none of us like really know uh, how to how to like even build a web page or anything. HTML was something I never even heard about. So. I got in touch with a dev shop, just asking them, hey, you know, like I want to build this social network. And uh, when they quoted me, it was so high that if I, you know, like work in a regular job for, for three years, I don't think I will be able to like still pay for it. And uh, then I thought, okay, you know, like, let's say if I give it a try, I try to learn something. Uh, let's see if I can build it or not. So I literally like spent one year learning HTML, a bit of PHP. And as I gained like more wisdom, I realized that building a social network is uh, not really a very simple thing. And then I decided to, you know, like basically like switch career. I, I, I enjoyed writing code and I found a very entry level job in PHP and started working in that. This is how actually I got into it. That's actually great. Uh you know, and I could relate to that for me too. Uh, computers were something that was introduced to my life uh, very later on. And uh, I think the first actual piece of code I wrote that went to sort of production was and uh, event website for my college. So I think, yeah, uh, it's such a pr- superpower, right? Programming yeah. itself. And 
and just knowing you could just create things uh, with your laptop and internet that's all you need it's it's really empowering it's it's really great you know it's really great story uh so l- let's talk about adonis js uh, you know what is it how, how did it come into being who is it for what does it offer yeah sure so you know like uh adonis js is basically a fully featured framework and as many says it's a batteries included framework for node and uh, if you look at the node history um l- like like a lot of frameworks which came early on even even to to this date uh they are usually micro frameworks like express fastify coa these are like really small uh routing libraries that you can use and then you basically put stuff on top of it adonis js is completely different from it and you can think of it more in in the in the terms of rails django or laravel in fact uh the idea of creating i would say adonis js came from laravel because uh as i mentioned i got my first job working in php and you know like as i started working more i got the opportunity to work in laravel and then i switched jobs and uh, i moved to ptm over there i got the opportunity to work on node but working on node was not easy at all like even you know like ptm is a very big company they have some good engineering practices uh you know like uh, i would say like a very good engineering culture but still picking up uh a framework like express and then understanding all the internal conventions that company has created without any documentation was really hard so that was the motivation for me to you know like just uh basically you know like build something really simple which kind of brings in the ethos of laravel and uh, try to use it within within ptm so that was the original plan and uh like after the first version i thought maybe you know like i can make it open source and it can um help other engineers and developers as well and uh, once i left ptm i just made it open source and continued working on it till date that that's wonderful and uh, yeah you, you spoke about laravel and then uh, rails these are i think the frameworks that embody the concept of developer ergonomics and if you look at the uh, adonis js github repo also the core uh, github repo it says developer ergonomics as one of its highlights and uh, which is great right you, we have been seeing a lot of these uh, new tooling uh, new technologies that are actually enabling better uh, you know developer experiences so uh, let, let's you know talk about that uh, in context to adonis js i think uh, developer experience is very important for us it's not like an afterthought or anything uh, in fact uh, the entire reason for creating a batteries included framework is is developer experience because uh, it is so hard to match the level of experience uh you get with these batteries included framework if you you know like instead if you try to assemble everything by hand uh then you cannot like very much uh, match the same i would say uh, dx and uh, like if i if i talk about some of the fundamentals that i have like documented internally for myself or or the core team uh they pretty much revolve around uh very first like we want to give a very good typescript experience uh we moved it on as just to typescript in 2020 that's basically last year and uh, and and like from from that date itself it's really important for us to make sure that uh the framework is completely type safe like wherever possible 
and we leverage all the good parts about TypeScript versus just, you know, like considering um, throwing IntelliSense over here and there. Uh, second, you know, like uh, a, a, a lot of stuff come from how we how we name things. Like we don't use any abbreviations. Um, if you like, like if anyone comes from the express world, uh, their um, people call a request as REQ. We don't use abbreviations like that. We just call it request. And uh, uh, I would say another thing uh, where you know, like AdonisJS gives a very good developer experience will be all the first party packages that we ship they pretty much play very nice with each other and and we have this term uh, that we refer to inside uh, they basically like help you get rid of the glue code and glue code is like when you write some code to make two different components talk to each other so you know like a very a very classic example is a database and a validator so uh, usually if you have a validator at some point in time, you would want to check the uniqueness of an email, but you cannot do this without communicating with the database. And now, now if these are like two individual components, let's say validator is created by someone else. It's a, it's an independent NPM package and a database ORM is created by someone else. It's a different NPM package. Now, none of them can actually write this uniqueness validation rule for you because they cannot, you know, like make any assumptions. And once you will start pulling in these packages, you will have to wire them up together and, and write a lot of this glue code, which is like everywhere within your application code base. So when you use something like Adonis or, or even, even any other high level framework, whether it's Laravel, Django or Rails, you get rid of a lot of this glue code because we can make like a lot of assumptions on the packages you are using and we can use the extensible APIs of the framework to just, um, you know, like extend uh, stuff as you, as you install. And a lot of this glue code is actually not really useful in the larger context of the application itself, right? It's just like a communication layer between two very different technologies. And, and I see like, uh, so if, if I go through the GitHub organization, I see a CLI framework called AS. Uh, then you have the ORM, I think it's called Lucid. Uh, and uh, I, I I can see this is very central to the developer experience that uh, the framework provides. And I can also sense some first principle thinking in this. So uh, when you, let's say, decided to build uh, Lucid for yourself or any other first party package, what is the, like, the thought process or how do you approach the problem? And then uh, how do you approach the problem in terms of code quality, repo structure, and let's say tooling, and most importantly, architecture of the entire application? So, you know, like uh, very first, if I, if I talk about um, making the decision of even building something from scratch and not using what is already uh, there in the ecosystem uh, may sound like very naive at first, but actually like we have done a lot of thinking and internal debate about it before um, building all these things. And uh, I think it, it basically boiled down to a few things uh, very first uh is that javascript ecosystem is a bit fragile right now uh now i know like uh, this may sound weird uh me being part of the ecosystem and and, and saying this thing but uh, i personally noticed like a lot of packages being created and then not maintained after after a while 
even if I talk about like Lucid, which is the which is the SQL ORM that we have. And the very first time when I created Lucid, there was a ORM which was very popular, and now it's not there anymore. And in 2020, when we uh, moved to TypeScript, a lot of uh, the ORM code base was rewritten. And even that time, like a lot of people made suggestion to use a different ORM, which is also not maintained anymore. So we have we have like noticed this fragile ecosystem, and that's the reason we uh, like like looking at the long term, try to build uh, most of the things from scratch for ourselves. Second is uh, we need a bit of freedom in the way we want to structure the APIs and. Uh, uh, I would say a very good example of this will be ACE. So ACE is basically a command line tool. Now, if you look at other command line frameworks, anyone like 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 you can pick any. Uh, basically, their design and their APIs are structured towards you pull in the framework, you will like define all the commands as part of a single package, and then you will basically distribute it. Uh, whereas what we want is a uh, command line framework which can accept commands from outside in and let me let me actually explain what that is so when you like create a new adonis.js application um, ace comes by default with it and you get a few commands to basically uh, you know like scaffold new resources and once you install lucid lucid can actually extend the same cli and can add more commands to it and similarly, when you like pull in the auth package, it can it can add its own command. So we want this, you know, like outside in extensibility, so that basically the CLI command set are increasing as you are installing new packages. So these are like mainly the reasons behind actually creating these packages from scratch. And uh, then I believe you also asked like how we go about the project structure and uh, basically managing the architecture of it and uh, uh, on that uh, basically we, we you know like uh, very much try to keep things consistent so uh, let's say if in like let's say if in 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 order to extend something uh, we are using hooks so we just use like hooks everywhere in the entire framework and and supporting packages if we are using events to enable you know, like observability of the application, then we just use. So basically the APIs are very consistent uh, across everything. Apart from that, uh, uh, another thing that goes into the decision-making is making sure that uh, things are architectured for TypeScript first. For example, if some API, which is like really good, but it cannot offer type safety, then we basically try to drop that API and you know like go with something that's more type safe. And that's basically like the entire reason of using TypeScript. So we think in terms of you know like TypeScript first. Uh, and and really, you know, uh, in retrospect, it's really easy to you know uh, say these points when you have actually built it. But uh, when actually building it from the scratch, when you're writing a first line of code for that, it's it's actually difficult. And uh, it's really great how Adam, since uh, the the entire framework has been built with uh, developer experience in mind, and and one thing people all forget about, uh, people don't talk enough about developer experiences, is that uh, it's it's really a worthy investment because it increases productivity like in multiple folds. 
that that's actually uh, my experience with uh, building a few toy apps with Adonis yes and uh, i'm i'm pretty sure like uh, you you must get a lot of these stories right yep agree like basically you know like most of the time once you have like worked with the framework or if you have created a couple of things you can uh pretty much guess the apis without you know like looking at the documentation because the way yeah uh, basically the way way things are so like of course uh you know like investing a lot into uh offering great developer experience does help in the in the long run yep yep and and once those conventions settle in with you uh making any changes like very very fast you just you just know where to look for the problem you just know where to find you know what kind of solution will work for it yep agree like like even you know like uh you have to think less as you add more features so let's say let's say when when i was when i was like working on the auth package uh i pretty much knew how other people can extend it because like already those conventions are in place okay if you want to add a new driver this is how it should be done if you want to you know like hook hook into the life cycle of the authentication this is how you're going to do it so you don't have to like do that brainstorming from scratch every time um things are pretty much in place you just you know like uh cut all that um uh, mental i would say exercise of uh, figuring out the apis and work on the actual thing right away that's true that's true because a lot of decisions are made for you already and they're made in a very thoughtful way that uh, just not only keeps the current context of the code in mind but also the future uh, in the way it can be extended and everything yep okay. that, that's wonderful it's wonderful uh, so let's let's uh, steer a bit towards you know uh, free software in general so you know building uh, and maintaining this especially for uh, you know 6 years now and so many contributors so i i went to the repositories and saw uh, in contrast to a lot of open source projects uh, you don't have a lot of open or pending issues uh, prs i think are closed very promptly so you do have a core team right and so how how does it work how do you start uh, reviewing a br uh, or you know triaging issues how how does it work for your team So you know, like uh, I'm the one who's actually working full time on the framework, and uh, Roman and Michael, they both have jobs as well, so they don't work full time on 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 the framework. But I usually like uh, try to uh, go through most of the issues, almost like pretty much every day, and and even the PRs. Uh, also, like recently, we moved to GitHub discussions. That helps a lot as well because. a lot of these open issues are actually not like issues with the framework they are just uh, questions that people want more clarification on so once you know like uh, when when people want more cl- clarification they just go to the uh, discussions forum right away and uh, not you know like uh, piling up a lot of work for me so that helps uh, apart from that like i pretty much uh, check the issues every day i go through the prs and uh, there i can sometimes like some prs are very uh beg in the sense that i have to you know like uh take out some dedicated time to test it and reproduce what exactly the person is trying to solve those prs take time but if these are the simple ones i just go through them almost every day so yes this is how it works uh i don't you know like pretty much ignore that and 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 keep on working on the code i just uh go through the issues and prs every day and also work along alongside yeah that that's great and it's it's such an important part of the developer experience of a you know of a web framework knowledge right that uh, 
you know if there is something you are stuck at there is a vibrant community or uh, there is there's active maintainership that you can just go ask a question i, I remember seeing a thank you thread uh, on yeah. on the uh, repository and it was such a wholesome thread uh, where people were talking about i, I think one person uh, who got his first programming job because uh, the person wrote an article about uh, adon adonis is just great and it, it must feel a lot rewarding right yeah, uh, when you read these stories yep yep exactly you know like uh, i work from home and most of the time i'm like working alone so at times you know i usually don't have to have have someone to basically bounce my ideas off or uh, you know like just just generally talk about what what's going in my mind and uh, that can be like demoralizing at times like not not feeling to work on anything and just uh uh take some time out but when you read these stories where people actually come forward and tell you know like uh what you have done actually made a positive impact on their life so that like surely boosts your confidence and gives you like more motivation to continue working on it yeah it's a it's a it's a wonderful definitely definitely does and uh, over time have you seen uh, as you know as the framework uh, grew in popularity have you seen contributors increased and uh, and uh, someone you know who wants to do an active maintainership i think you onboarded do maintainers already uh, not working full time though but uh, have have contributors increased and what how is that front looking for uh, your projects yeah um you know like uh, for adonis i would say it's it's still pretty much me who uh, you know like put in Uh, most of the work uh, when it when it basically comes to creating new features uh, but we do get like uh, pull requests around improving documentation around writing cookbooks on uh, the works like like on the on the workflows that people are using but still if i if i talk about adding new features it still pretty much go through me uh, of course like like uh, the core team does add new features like michael he he is also a core team member of nodejs and uh, i would say almost 3 or 4 months back he uh, actually contributed a very important feature to the framework called async local storage that you know like makes a lot of things easier uh, when it when it comes to developing applications and and the community uh, is it's quite vibrant and uh, so how has been the sustenance part of uh, your project going uh, have you, have you uh, is github sponsors helping you about uh, are there active sponsors on other platforms so how is it working since you work full time in this yeah so you know like uh, one i have a patreon account where people actually uh, you know like uh, support the framework financially apart from that there are a couple of companies which uh, are using adonis js as a very a major part of their uh, technical stack and uh, they are the one who mm-hmm. came forward and almost like paying me uh, a full time salary to work on the framework so it's it's majorly those two companies and then um, you know like other other supporters on on patreon so financially i would say i'm like pretty much covered that that's great because uh, you know financial sustainability uh, for projects uh has has been a talking point in recent years especially uh given the kind of news you get to hear and then uh, peop- uh there are organizations switching their licenses because of sustainability points uh so so it's really great that uh, the future of uh, adonis is secure 
and especially it's it's very reassuring for people using uh, the framework and getting uh, you know a lot of value out of it yeah i agree you know like like if if the framework is i would say struggling to be sustained then of course like it's 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 really hard to uh, make it a very huge part of your tech stack because you don't know when it like when it will stop being maintained um but luckily like i i i got support from from these two companies and apart from that i'm like also exploring couple of ways to basically monetize my work whether it's about like like by uh, writing some book or maybe you know like creating a couple of paid add-ons so that uh, the sustainability of the framework is not only uh, covered by a couple of people or i would say companies but also the framework itself is ob- able to sustain it i think uh, now we can switch tracks to uh, talking about the uh, the open source ecosystem and especially in javascript because in the recent times it has been moving really really fast and uh, for instance the project uh, weed by even you has been creating like a uh, huge huge uh, you know explosions in lot of fields right and uh, we, we see a uh, recent day i saw a project called videst so the base of this engineering is really fast so and i'm pretty sure adonisius is trying to uh, you know get there too so what is the things that you are really excited about about your project like in the for the coming days yeah so you know like uh, my my thoughts may differ a little bit but i'll but i'll just uh, go through it so uh, like like there is no doubt uh, javascript is almost everywhere right now and uh, most of the innovation yeah and you don't know, like if you if you see like most of the innovation or the money is being put into the front end side so weed as a tool that basically helps you uh, build your projects um without using you know uh, compilers like webpack or uh, any other or any other any other like webpack uh, recently a react framework called remix got released they are like uh, they have like got a lot of traction recently so most of this innovation or i would say uh traction is is mainly with uh the front end uh the back end where exactly adonis js is uh as still i would not say growing at the same pace as as the front end ecosystem i personally think that over the years uh as new engineers are coming they are getting introduced to all these new front end frameworks will feel a need to also write you know like uh, back end applications without uh i would say uh like like they don't uh continue just building the front end they will be like contributing to the back end and they'll be they'll be they'll be building uh, uh the back end of the apps and uh, then having a framework uh, like adonis or any other who is who is uh, trying to help these developers is is really going to help so uh if i come to the like actual question how i see getting same level of traction uh i would say i don't think like too much about that uh for me being sustainable is more important than uh being popular like i'm not saying that if adonis just becomes popular that's not a good thing that is but that's not like the main driving factor for me uh, in fact it's been like 6 years i'm working on the framework it's still pretty much under the radar um but i'm but i'm like still pretty much happy uh, the framework is sustainable i'm still continue to work on the new features that that's wonderful that's wonderful i guess that's it 
for this episode. Uh, thanks a lot, Harvinder, for speaking to us. It has been wonderful experience, and uh, wish you all the best uh, for many years of uh, growth with your framework. Thank you so much for having me.